All right. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Leadership to Wealth podcast. Uh, my guest today, his number one goal is to equip you uh, to be an example of what's possible. And he's been helping ambitious leaders uh, achieve their goals. Y you know, he makes a pretty wild claim that we're going to we're going to get into. And he talks about taking your goals that you have spread out over 10 years and getting them done in a year. So what is what will that take? We're going to find out today with the founder and CEO of Make More Leaders, our guest today, Vamsi Palametla. Vamsi, good to have you on the show. Hey, Neil. Great to be here. Uh, I'm I'm glad uh, that you could join us. Where are you joining us from? Let's just start there. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, home of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. Are Are you much of a football fan? I'm a huge football fan. Um, I I watch football, but like not not a fan fan. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well. Well, that's good because. Um, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, and we sort of hate the Pittsburgh Steelers, so so that's okay. <laughs> well, well, I won't hold that against you, but that that's great. Uh, so let let's just dive in here because you know you you talk about being able to take people's goals from ten year goals uh, down to one, and and I guess the question that I would ask first for you is. What are some of the biggest issues or common obstacles that you see people have, you know, for your clients and stuff like that? Some of the common obstacles that they have that you're able to address and help them achieve significant success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great, great, uh, great question. Neil. So the biggest thing that I notice all the time is uh, people are thinking small. They're only looking for the next one or two steps. They're not looking at the bigger picture. The way I help people is always help them to see what is their definition of done. I know if you're watching this from the technology industry, you know, like maybe any project management or any product management, for every action, there is a definition of done. If you're starting a new project, you know exactly what is the final product looks like. And you work hard to achieve that goal, achieve those uh, metrics. But when it comes to your personal life, when it comes to your uh, future, you don't know exactly what is the definition of done. And mm -hmm. I start with there, like, a, think about you, Neil, uh, in this case, like a 90-year version of you. So what is that version would like to say during your last few years? Did I yeah. live fully? Did I add value to people? Did I give my enough like love to the people around me? Did I let go of the things that did not serve me? Right? So by mm -hmm. asking those questions, you get like a clarity. You're not playing like, a, I wanted to buy the car. That's my the big goal. I wanted to pay off my mortgage. That's not the big goal. What is that end game looks like? And start reverse engineering that. If you if you go from that angle, you're going to see things in a different direction. Most of the times, people, especially like I work, work with a lot of entrepreneurs and people in the corporate, like uh, executives and senior leaders, they are going 80 miles an hour in the first gear. Just imagine, doesn't matter what make the car is, if you're driving at 80 miles an hour in gear one, how that car is going to be pretty burned out. 
Like, <laughs> you don't even know they have more gears that they can switch on because they never focused on switching the gear. They always go, 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 go. And they're feeling that inside and outside as well. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've really bought into a culture where it, it's all about l being busy and not necessarily being productive because to be productive, you have to have a goal in mind and you've got to know that you're moving in that direction. You know, what I'm hearing from you is something similar that I've heard from both uh, uh, Elon and Musk and um, Chamath Hapamalathia. And mm -hmm. both of them talk about, uh, you know, I believe uh, uh, Elon's got a, he's got like 150 year goals. And Chamath talks about, um, you know, 40 year goals and, you know, putting the end in sight and then all of a sudden reverse engineering. And it was something that I heard a few years back and I started changing how I looked at things. And it was interesting to see how you were, I was able to start putting things in place. And even when I talked to investors, how I could show them, look, if you've got the end in mind, mm. you can break it all down to what we're, what you're doing right now. And, and so is there something in that you're, that you see in people's mindset that always keeps them busy, but not productive or achieving what they want to achieve? Absolutely. Absolutely. B being busy is, uh, is, is some of the things that they're doing it just to put a check mark on this. They're, they wanted to feel that I mean, I'm doing something. So majority of the time, they're just trying to get busy to feel that like something that good inside. But it's not like towards like they really wanted to achieve. The best way to achieve that, Neil, is uh, slowing down first. In order for you to go fast, you need to slow down first. You need to spend some time and just look at what is going on in my career, what is going on in my life. And uh, uh, just, just an example, like if you're driving at 70 miles an hour speed, you can't see anything on the road. Whereas if you're going at 15 miles an hour speed in the school zone, you can see every person moving around you. That's the reason they, they put that uh, uh, the slow numbers in the school zones. The same way, you need to slow down first. And uh, I always give an example of a bow and arrow. In order for you to push your arrow, you need to first pull that back, right? Then only it can go further, deeper. Same for you. You need to just like a slow down. Busy being busy is like maybe the, the drug that like we got addicted to. We all got addicted yes. to, I need to be busy. And uh, a lot of people, they, they put their success towards their hard work. That's, I think, completely like maybe a myth. Uh, we need to start thinking like hard work is not equal to success. If hard work equal to success, every person who is uh, working on the roadside is working like maybe 40, 50, 60 hours, doing a lot of hard work. They should be successful. No. Success is all about like you doing the right work. First, you need mm -hmm. to define what is that something that's going to move needle in your life for your like longer term goals, for your like a bigger yeah. vision and start putting work towards that. So there, there, we can talk a lot about that, but like, yeah, yeah, busy being busy is like a drug. Yeah. And, the, and there's no way to know if you're doing the right work, if you have no idea where you're actually trying to get to uh, based on what you were saying. And, and I think it's true, whether we're talking about 
someone that's an entrepreneur, someone, if you have a job, whether you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, investor, whatever it is, the only way, you know, you were talking about changing gears, the only way to get to the highways, you can, you're going to have to go through some locals, you're going to have to go through um, some school zones to get onto that highway to be able to change those gears and get into um, onto the, the fast road, so to say. And, and that, that's what I'm getting from you. And so often we are, no matter where we're, no matter where we are, whatever we're doing, you know, I, I if I could tell a quick story, I, I remember, and maybe a, a lot of the people listening will key in on this. I remember working in places where if you didn't have piles of stuff on your desk, you know, like a in basket with all of these things and folders and all this stuff on your desk, then people looked at you and said, oh, you don't seem very busy. Mm. It doesn't seem like you're busy. And I remember uh, having a boss who, who came to me and said, why do you have all this stuff on your desk? The only thing you should have on your desk is what you're actually working on. And I, I loved, I loved that boss when, when I had him, I was like, you mean, I don't have to pretend like I'm, you know, I have to have everything on here and look like I'm busy. I can actually just be focused on what it is I'm trying to achieve. And, uh, and it was amazing the amount of productivity I was able to get, but there's a lot of people that are in different work environments where they feel like you've got to always have this look of being busy. Otherwise, Otherwise, you're not being successful. You're not being productive. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's that's a phenomenal example. You know, a lot of people they think that I need to be working on my business all the time. Nothing you can achieve when you're always spending time on uh, creating something. Being an entrepreneur, being like a, a visionary, you need to step out from your business and you need to start thinking something big. And those moments, like maybe you can just go out for a walk for 30 minutes, maybe 60 minutes, maybe go out to a separate town and just like a spend some time on thinking what I'm going to be doing with this business for the next three years, five years. Mm -hmm. And if I wanted to compress that and do it in six months, what are the things that I need to do? Who do I need to become to achieve that? Those things mm -hmm. like not many people think because they are spending time on doing, doing, doing. So that's that's the reason they always like are stuck there. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you completely, and I've because I've completely been there, and I notice the times when I get unproductive is when I get busy, and so I actually have a hatred for the word busy, and if I ever catch myself say it, I usually stop and say, "Hang on, sorry, I'm not busy," because I think of it in the sense of if I'm busy then I'm going to miss the deal that I'm actually looking for. Yeah, am I, I'm busy. You're too, you become too busy, right? And, and now are you too busy if I want to give you a million dollars? Oh, oh no, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. So all of a sudden you realize maybe you're not busy. Maybe you can choose. You may have a lot on your plate. You've got a lot of tasks to complete, but it's funny how we can rearrange and and get things in line if we want to if we want whatever it is that we want and so having that vision is powerful can you say something about like mindset shifts what it takes to shift your mindset so that you can make those 
necessary adjustments to be the leader that you want to be to achieve that success that you're looking for? Sure, sure. First, uh, number one thing that you need to get clarity on what you want. So without that clarity, you you can't you can't uh, achieve anything. And in order for you to get clarity, the very first thing you need to start. A lot of people they are waiting for the perfect moment, perfect opportunity, perfect weather conditions, perfect political conditions, and they are not starting. So get clarity. In order for you to get clarity, you need to start. Start before you think you are ready. This Do you guys also- hear that? Are you guys listening in? You gotta get started. I love it. Come on, clarity. And clarity isn't sitting around thinking about everything, but there is, in, to have clarity, you do have to get started. Okay, great. Sorry. <laughs> Just <have to> cut <laughs> in. That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Always that uh, shout out, right? And uh, also the second- I, I might shout out, shout out a few more times based on what we're talking about and what you're sharing here. I, I'm, I'm loving it. Let, tell, tell us more about clarity. Sure, sure. De- definitely. And- uh, a lot of people, they stay in the past. For example, Neil, you, you go to a mall, okay? And uh, there are like maybe 500 people walking in the mall. And somebody from some corner, they yell your name. Hey, Neil. Hey, Neil. You automatically look back. Even though there are 500 people in the mall, you look at where the voice is coming from. The reason behind you subconsciously programmed your name is Neil and that associated with everything what you are doing. And many people, especially who are new to this entrepreneurship, they still have some limiting beliefs associated to coming from their parents, coming from their neighborhood, coming from like maybe their circle, their environment. And that is the reason that's like the biggest thing. Even though they have clarity, I really wanted to go and create a business. I really wanted to make this deal. I really wanted to create this proposal because something back in their mind is holding them back. So you need to first like identify what are the things that are stopping me back. You need to start slowing, uh, slowly like letting go of the things. You need to like chip away the things that no longer serving you. It served you until this point because... That is the reason like you're here, you became an entrepreneur, but they, those are the things like they are no longer serving you. You need to identify those. You need to start chipping away uh, those things. And this is not easy as, as I'm saying, like it takes like some time. It also takes some uh, help from like other people because you cannot like uh, do surgery for yourself. You need to get help by other mentors. Like you need to be part of like a better environment where people will remind you of your future. Yeah. Most of your current environment is reminding you of your past and your current. That is not going to be sufficient for you. You always need to spend time with the people who can talk about your future. Hey, Neil, you said you wanted to create a billion-dollar business. Is this the body that you're going to have to run a billion-dollar business? They're going to create an instant, like maybe a thought into your mind. I don't think like I need to keep my body like this. I need to upgrade my... Uh, a diet. I need to upgrade my sleeping routine because the, the person who creates the billion dollar business is going to be at a different standards, right? You're going to be making a decisions at a different level. So always like you need to spend some time who you can uh, surround with the people who always like uh, pushes you a little high. 
So that's the reason like the investing into the mastermind. Second step, you need to create that environment for yourself. Once you get the clarity, you need to ask the questions. Who all are the people that can help me to take there? And also there is a beautiful book I recommend all of your authors, all of your listeners to read, uh, Who Not How by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy. I happen to work with both of them personally. And uh, this is like a book. Every person should read it every single time when they're starting something new. Even somebody's planning on starting a new podcast. Don't start the podcast. Just go and read that book once. Then go that you get more clarity. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So just a, a little bit of clarity on, on your point about clarity. So what I'm hearing from you, and feel free to correct me, what I'm hearing from you is part of getting clarity is you got to start moving because there's something there to be able to identify, am I even moving in the right direction? And it's not just about being busy, but you move in a direction, it starts to uh, identify, is this is this what I want to do, right? Um, mm -hmm. And then And then you start asking yourself these different questions like what are some of these self-limiting beliefs? What are some of these things that are not serving me anymore? They might have served me when I was in a gang on the street and and it served me at that point in time in my life, but I'm not there anymore. I'm in different rooms and different conversations. And so I need to be able to adjust and, and be able to put those things aside. And that's all part of clarity. And then the other part I got that you shared about clarity is being able to not not trying to just investigate it yourself but having other people get into that room with you mm -hmm. because like you said with uh with surgery you're not uh, doing surgery on yourself but you're rather having people that are able to help you to identify and get clarity on what serves you what doesn't serve you does that sort of encompass what we're talking about with clarity yeah, absolutely absolutely and that that uh, the next point is about the environment what environment yes. the that environment you are, you're in yeah yeah that you are in and uh, the example that you gave me before is like somebody with like maybe 200 things on their desk while they are working on versus somebody's just laser like focus on one thing right so the focus is like more important that's like maybe more important than anything else uh, for all of us all of us entrepreneurs all of us high performers because attention is the most valuable currency that you have. The more time that you spend on one thing, you can create like maybe bigger dent in that in that area. Yes. Uh, I also share like a simple example. You know, uh, if you give a magnifying glass to a kid and uh, ask the kid, hey, go and play with the magnifying glass, all day, kid goes into the park and uh, run around. There is nothing happens with that magnifying glass. Whereas the same kid under the sun, sit in one place for 15 minutes and hold the glass like this, the kid can create fire, right? Which is the yes. same for our attention as well. A lot of people, they go one inch in 10 different directions. I wanted to be doing this. I wanted to be doing this. I wanted to be doing this. Whereas elite people, ultra successful people, they go 10 inches in one direction. So, the second important step is you need to surround yourself with the people, uh, maybe people at your home, people outside your home, uh, people who can always pushes you towards your vision. The this, best way this to is do about that, creating your environment. Correct. 
Correct. Yeah. This, the best way to do that is you look for people who already doing what you wanted to do or people who already achieved what you wanted to achieve and start you giving yourself permission to buy a seat next to them, could be a mastermind, could be a course, could be a, a, a live conference, could be like maybe a boardroom that you can just like maybe go and uh, uh, meet them every week, every month and get ideas. And just like maybe yeah. that's that's the fastest way that you can experience it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's a vital point about creating the environment. A lot of people want to you know, they want to be uh, this this person, Elon Musk, or, you know, some type of billionaire, but they won't create the environment around them. They want to stay in the current environment, which in many ways keeps them back from the level of thinking, the level of mindset that you need. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the weekly, daily, maybe monthly reflections also very, very important. Uh, I'll, I'll give an example. Uh, yeah. we, we all know about Michelangelo and David's story, right? Yes. So Michelangelo saw a big marble and he saw David inside that marble. Even though it's a big marble, he started chipping away what that does not belong in David's. Yes. Right? So same way for us, once we get clear about our clarity about like, this is what I want, we need to start chipping away the things that no longer serving us. It could be simple things like a sleep pattern. So what is my sleep should be for this? What's my diet should be? How long I'm consuming like maybe content versus creating the content? How long I'm in this like maybe just uh, serve, serve, serve versus am I really taking time off and going and spending time on like a thinking big? giving myself like maybe uh, reflecting on these things. So that is that is how you need to prioritize it. You need to chip away the things that no longer uh, serving you. Mm -hmm. and, and that is true for your vision, like we talked about number one, and true for your environment mm -hmm. that we're talking about here. And I love what, what you're sharing here because it, it's literally along the lines. I, I love to talk to people and and tell them when they're when they're trying to understand this and I and I help them understand that oftentimes oftentimes what we run into is we're always trying to be better and get better and do better and and we're we're trying to add all these things when in fact I believe the process is a lot more like what you're sharing where we're removing the things mm -hmm. like a sculptor, removing the things that are in the way of showing this masterpiece. We always think we're not good enough when in reality it's there's stuff that's that's in the way that's covering up that greatness. 100%, 100%. And there's yeah. a small story that I share with uh, uh, a, lot, a lot of my clients. So there used to be one rowing team from uh, England and yeah. that team, they never won Olympic medal for almost 90 years. And uh, they decided this year or this maybe this decade, we really wanted to win the gold medal. And they hired a new coach. And the new coach came there and observed everything. And uh, instead of giving a new strategy or a new tool or new process, he gave only one question to every member. 
And that question was, every single action that you are doing, ask yourself, is this going to make my boat go faster? That's it. And uh, in, in the beginning, they did not understand that question. They were confused. And uh, after that, they started asking question every single action. If they're going for a late night party, the answer is, is this going to go my boat faster? No, because if I'm going for a late night party, my boat is going to be slower tomorrow. If they're eating junk food, that's going to be slower. If I'm spending time on uh, unnecessary things, they're going to be uh, going slower. So after spending with that question for 12 months, the team completely transformed. We did not do much other than this. And that year, they went to the Olympics and they won the gold medal. Wow. That, that is such a great question. And what, what I just got out of that, for a lot of us, business owners, entrepreneurs, investors, we will think that way in one area. We'll think that way maybe in, in business or you know maybe in something else. But what just jumped out for me was when you mentioned about eating, you know, in terms of my health, hmm, before I put something in my mouth, am I, do I think, will this make me stronger? Will this make me faster? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and uh, learning to apply that to the other areas of our life, the, the question, whether it be in marriage, whether it be with kids, will this build towards what you're trying to build? Right. Will it, will it improve that relationship? Um, whether it would it be with yourself or with other people or for your business. So I, I just wrote that down and, and put a box around it. Okay. So we, we've got a, uh, we've got number one is getting clarity. Number two is changing your environment. What What's next? So the next thing is fail, fail, uh, frequently. Mm -hmm. So quantity versus quality. A lot of times, what is happening, especially with the people uh, in the entrepreneurship side, they're always worrying about the quality. I really wanted to release something when it is perfect. You know, it, it's always like the moment it is perfect, it's too late in the marketplace. Nobody wants that product except you. So fail, fail frequently. It's okay. It's okay to fail 100 times. It's okay to pay, fail like 200 times. And also there is a mentality here, Neil. A lot of times I, I notice this, in the corporate world and also in the business world, going back to their childhood, the person who is the topper in their class always having difficulty in their life. The reason behind, if you are topper, the expectations on you is always like a, next year you wanted to be topper because you got so much pressure on your shoulders and you go and perform uh, for the topper for the next year. And do you do it after that? But when it comes to real life, real business, it's not like a school system, right? So, but the problem is you still have that topper mentality inside of you and you really wanted to make it perfect. That's the reason it's stopping slowing you down because perfect, there is no definition for perfect, but you have something in your mind. Even it's same with the corporate. A lot of people who are toppers in the school Topper in the university, they're, they're, they're stuck in the jobs in the mid-level for a very long time. The reason, they're trying to be good. They're trying to be pleasing people around them. The moment you start pleasing people, you lose your creativity. You lose your natural things. Whereas people who are in the backbenchers, 
who are like maybe B, C, maybe C minus, they're always like willing to take risks. There's nothing because that's what like their life all the time. Uh, yeah. So always like you need to have that C, C minus backbencher mentality if you want it to be successful in the entrepreneurship and also in the corporate world. Yes. <laughs> Wait, were you following me around yesterday? Because I literally had this conversation yesterday where I said, oftentimes A and B students end up working for, uh, you know, C and D students. And the reality is the mindset. And it's it's being able to fail. Mm. When, you, when you learn to get comfortable with that, then it's okay to to sort of show yourself mercy or give yourself a little bit of grace to make those mistakes because the reality is we learn faster. Mm. And, and even back to what you were saying earlier about having someone that's further up the road, you know, like a mentor, a leader, there is an aspect of coachability mm. that you can't be coachable if you're not willing to, you know, listen to someone up ahead and and be able to make mistakes. And the reality is, is that they have made so many mistakes that you're going to be able to um, capitalize because they've made them already for you. And so if you're if you're going to be coachable, if you've got that mindset and if you're OK with mistakes in between, then you're going to be able to move forward faster than and iterate, right? Then perhaps the next person. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That that's uh that is something that I think for a lot of people listening, learning to be able to fail quickly is a difficult part of our identity. We we don't want to fail. We don't want to make mistakes. We want to just I mean, we live in a in a social media world where it seems like everybody is having nothing but success in everything they do. Mm. So how do we attack that part of the mindset to be able to fail quickly? How do we, um, do you have any, uh, do you have any suggestions for how me as a business owner am able to take, you know, take my mindset and go, okay, I, I need to fail quicker. I need Absolutely. to fail quicker. How do, how do I, how do I do that without now assigning myself a new label as a failure? Mm. I can fail without being a failure. Right, right. Yeah. Again, like you don't have to uh, go and create a business and fail uh, on, with, on financially. What you can do instead, Neil, is uh, you can start small. You can define something that is uncomfortable for you mm. and start pushing yourself. Just an example, if you are if you are a runner, you're running like maybe three miles every day, push yourself, sign up for a 10K, sign up for a half marathon and fail there. Who cares? You're building that muscle. But at yeah. end of that fail, you feel that, wow, I was able to run 10 miles. I never thought like I can run more than three. So you push yourself, but you failed for a half marathon, You fail, but uh, you won something big in that angle. Mm-hmm. Every morning when we get up, we also have like a two options every single time. Like a, either you stay in the comfort zone or you give yourself permission to get into combat zone. So the moment you get into the combat zone, you are just trying to get your mind tight. You're, you're going to get your mind to uh, adjust to that new environment. 
So for example, like you can go for a cold shower in the morning, you know, your body, every part of your body says, no, 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 it's already cold here. Don't go for cold shower. The moment you let into the cold shower for like 30 seconds, 60 seconds, you come out as a different human being. Every part of you gone through that combat and you you won that. So it's a war between your body and your mind. And the moment you take over that and you you show the same thing in the results in, in the business world as well. You're going to be just like making the decisions little uncomfortable that day, that week, that month, and it's going to uh, slowly, slowly compound. So how how do you, as a as a motivator, as a leader, as a coach, how do you get yourself to fail, or how do you fail on an ongoing basis, and uh, so that you can keep building on your successes many many ways like uh in the past few months in the november i created a challenge for myself and uh, all of my clients do 100 push-ups every single day for 30 days three thousand push-ups some of them are like women they said like it's it's uh, not possible said like let's fail let's do it you know 80 percent of them who signed up they completed three thousand push-ups including me uh, it's not that big number, but the point here is the consistency every single day, not just like one day, 250 pushups, other day, like 25, consistently every single day. The next month, December, we all ran 100 miles in the entire month together. That means 3.22 miles every single day for 31 days. And uh, it's not like one day, five miles, one day, 2.5, 3.22 miles. So pushing ourselves towards that, it's okay to fail. Let's, let's go there. Mm-hmm. If you can't run, just walk. If you can't walk, just like maybe move your body towards that. The many, many challenges. At one point, like a, I ran 300 miles in two, two months. So I'm again, like I'm not a runner. I'm not an athlete. Uh, but I signed up for that to fail. Uh, I was able to complete. It's pretty, pretty uh, tough, tough uh, thing. Uh, many, many ways that we can um, push ourselves. So you literally put yourself into situations knowing that you may or may not succeed in this, but you expose yourself to that so that you could build so that you like you knew, okay, I'm I'm probably going to fail at this, but let's let's go do it anyway. Something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do we do that when it comes to entrepreneurship, when it comes to investing, to business? How do we do that without, you know, because if you if you fail at a marathon, you don't run the entire race. Okay, great. I, I didn't get there or I didn't get there as quickly. But you can have real financial impacts if you put yourself into that space in business, entrepreneurship, investing. How do you allow yourself and expose yourself to to that type of opportunity to fail? Take take your bigger idea and chunk it down into smaller pieces and see what is that small piece that you wanted to attack first. Yes. Could be reaching out to 50 people. Right now you're thinking 50 people, it may take like maybe uh, 50 days to reach out. Give yourself a target, like how about I do it in 10 days? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's where you, you, it's okay to fail. If you don't get 50, you get to like maybe 35, which is a lot better than what you're thinking before. 
Yeah. So yeah. you can start there. Maybe you wanted to raise a capital. You're thinking about like a, you wanted to raise capital like a million dollars. You can yes. think about like say how can I raise five million dollars? How can I raise like a hundred million dollars? This is this is most important thing, Neil. If you wanted to go in a linear way, you wanted to go from to two uh, percent increment, five percent increment, ten percent increment. You need to put more repetitions. You need to work harder. Whereas if your goal is to go in an exponential way, you wanted to go from uh, one million to ten million to hundred million. You need to completely become a new human being. It doesn't matter how hard you work; you cannot reach ten million because mm. you need to work ten times harder. That's not like what you wanted to do. You need to just take a step back and see what are the things that I wanted to completely let go of. Eighty twenty principles, right? We we heard it from multiple yeah. Pareto principle. Eighty percent of the results coming from your twenty percent actions, and I'll add one more layer to that. Take eighty percent off from that twenty percent, so that's the twenty percent of twenty percent, and focus there. So look at look at your entire month and see from the past month we just completed Jan. What are the things that get got you eighty uh, percent success in Jan? Pick those things and see what is what is eighty percent of this. If I can just like do two times, three times more of those things, I'll get more results. That's that's yeah. how you you are going to be amplifying those things. Yeah. And it's okay to fail there again. Like it's not that you're going to be successful on the attempt one. Where you can repeat, you can the quantity is going to be matter. If you're trying enough times, automatically you you will get it. And and is that the key to taking twelve year goals and and being able to accomplish them in one year? Exactly. That's that's the fundamental step. First, you need to get yeah. the clarity. You need to create that environment. You need to let go of the things. You need to chip away all the things that's no longer serving you, and identify what is serving you and how we can magnify that. Mm -hmm. The moment you start yeah. magnifying it, you you once the moment you get that uh, momentum, nobody can stop you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When you get out of that comfort zone and get into the combat zone you you gear yourself up for war and uh and and get things done and take over in whatever field it is that you're you're building whatever field it is that you're you're trying to achieve in whether it be business uh family life uh health whatever whatever it may be that's when you're now uh you know producing and functioning at that level that we were talking about absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the most important thing here is not just about getting the numbers, not getting about a number of material things. It's also the important thing that all the entrepreneurs need to consider is getting that fulfillment. Mm. Because uh, Tony Robbins always talks about this success without ful fulfillment is ultimate failure. No matter how good you are, but inside of you, you know, you did not do much for your family. You did not take care of your parents well. You did not take care of yourself well. You being really like maybe a bad person uh, to in order for you to achieve that. I think like that's not what you wanted to be. You always mm -hmm. need to have that balance before you reach that the destination. Yeah. Uh, can Can you give us an example of you know maybe without giving us who the client is, but uh, maybe someone that you've worked with and how you were able to take them from one place and and where you were able to take them to in terms of 
uh, success and fulfillment so that so that we not only get an idea of what the common obstacles are, but maybe even what the that area of success and fulfillment is like, because I think sometimes people get busy. They, they, they do busy because they don't know what that looks like on the other side. So can you maybe take us through uh, sure, someone sure. that you've Absolutely. been able to help? Every, every single uh, person that I've worked with, the very first thing that I do, I do some kind of assessment uh, on their life, where they are and what's going on. And I'll give a simple analogy that I'll, I think like are going to be helping all of your listeners as well. Uh, what is your favorite car, Neil? Oh, favorite car. Um, I guess, I mean, I don't, I've never really looked into them, but I'm probably going to say a Bentley. But Bentley? my, okay. yeah. Sure. Bentley or Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce, something like that, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's take Bentley. Uh, okay. But now, uh, so just imagine uh, how many how many wheels for the Bentley? Four. Four, right? So, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Trick Bentley. Question. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so let's let's imagine you got a brand new Bentley and it's fully loaded, and uh, this mm -hmm. car got four wheels, and the front wheel on the driver's side is your career, your business, your finances. Okay. Okay. And the passenger side front wheel is all about your health and your fitness and the rear rear side passenger side wheel is all about your relationship with yourself relationship with your kids and family and parents okay. and the final wheel is all about your spirituality your personal interests your hobbies okay those four wheels for the bentley just imagine okay. for the same bentley you paid like a couple of hundred thousand dollars to get that uh, the beautiful car the first wheel is spinning at 150 miles an hour speed. Yes. Your, your business, your finances, pretty good. It's going good. But health and fitness, it's not a circle. It's a triangle, that wheel. Just imagine. Okay. And the relationship wheel is a square. And the spirituality contribution, your personal hobbies is a smaller circle. Just imagine those four wheels for that Bentley and you are really excited to drive that Bentley. How is that <laughs> ride going to be? <laughs> You're not getting very far. It's going to be bumpy, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you put all of your family members in the Bentley and you're telling them, look at my Bentley. Uh, this is my dream car. I've been dreaming about this for entire life. And uh, they're looking at the car, but only one thing in their mind is they wanted to get out from the car. Yes. Right. Yes. This, is, this is exactly what is happening in the business world. This is exactly what is happening in the corporate world. Every time I work with an executive or like a business owner, their wheels are completely unaligned. That's the reason 60% of entrepreneurs, they're going through divorce. They're not happy with their health, their relationship. And the easy way to fix that is to just like understand that where you are right now. If you are asking somebody, hey, I wanted to go to Manhattan, unless somebody understand where you are in this journey, they cannot give any directions, right? So this assessment that I always help them to uh, uh, do on their own is going to give them that clarity of where they are in that map. What are the wheels that needs to be aligned? It's not about going fast in one side. It's about going smooth overall. 
and that's that's reason like a lot of people they they think like okay i need to be like elon musk i need to be like you know their wheels are unaligned but uh, do you really want it to be like that or do you want it to have that life connecting back to where we started the 90 year old vers- version right so what is that version really looking for yeah right if you look yeah. go to any symmetry uh near there are like a three things on the the plate of every every uh uh dead dead uh, dead body's place right so the plate contains their name and the birth year and the the date that the body left the bo- uh, the soul left the body and in between there is a line that line represents your life yeah right so again like you don't have to uh go that far and just like say i'm going to be dying one day but like think about it what is that line means to you define there what is that success means to you is your success just on the material things or is the success on the internal metrics that you have we have some markers external markers and internal markers external markers are like maybe the bentleys and like maybe the watches and the houses and the boats and the internal markers are the satisfaction who you are truly when nobody is watching who you are yeah. true to yourself like with your family members with your friends with your community and that is where uh, the lot of lot of lo- uh, difference uh, comes comes into the picture yeah yeah i what i'm thinking about and what you're what i'm hearing as you share that is like for instance a bentley or any vehicle boat or any of these things none of these things really are able they're they're not things i'm committed to they mm. might be things that motivate me in a moment to think about but it doesn't sustain any type of drive and and so as much as i like them they're not anything that i focus on and and instead it, i like to focus on the journey Mm. and who i'm being and you've said it an, a number of times because that i can be tied to in any moment of any day who am i being with with my spouse who am i being with my kids who am i being in my business who am i being in my health these things give me all the energy all the drive that i need to keep moving each of those things each of those areas each of those wheels forward as opposed to if all i'm doing is looking at a car and thinking about a car every day and then and i know that so many people will will you know oh i want to i want to get a rolls royce or i want to get a boat or this kind of stuff and then when they are actually trying to get themselves to do something perhaps do something in an area that might occur as hard or difficult or something like that and they're like man i just can't get myself motivated and and they think that it means that they must not want that level of success and and i think from what i'm hearing is that what they're actually not present to is who they want to be mm. and you need to be that first beautiful right if you want to get there before you get there you've got to be that now and that that's the that's the trick that i think a lot of people miss and that it sounds like you you're really helping people to 
be able to achieve that success because you're helping them to 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 be this today so that they can enjoy the journey the dash along the way 100% 100% and yeah. we all have that option any given time near <clears throat> yeah one other example i wanted to share is for example you you are uh, really mad at something that happened to you in the business and yeah. uh, maybe you lost some money somebody left your uh, the job that uncompleted and you're very angry at that point and uh, one of your kid maybe your wife maybe your parent somebody knocks the door and trying to say something typical reaction for many people is they show that anger on other people because that is the state they are in just imagine mm-hmm. at the same time somebody from neighborhood they're walking by and knock the door hey neil i uh, just wanted to stop by here and say hello to you and your reaction to that person is going to be completely different you're going to be smiling you're going to be saying even though the same incident that happened right so the per- your family member you're being a different person but when it's somebody else you're being a different person so that beingness is inside of you we always need to ask ourselves who am i being in this particular moment yes. irrespective of the yes. event that happened to us whether it's a yes. neighbor whether it's a kid whether it's an uncle whether it's like a, maybe an enemy i think it's all in our control yes P- people waste a lot of time with who they show you know like this is my appearance and you and you're showing this person versus who you really are and the the greater the distance the greater the disconnect right uh, when when you're interacting for for people that i i hear this one all the time people portray one persona mm-hmm. meanwhile there's someone completely different and they're like i just feel so lonely i can't understand it you, you know my wife doesn't get me um i'm not being with my kids the way i want and it's like yes of course because you're portraying someone completely different than who you are and rather than addressing the the parts that don't serve you anymore removing those and being able to be authentic genuine true uh and and allowing everyone else to be a part of of that being you who you are is what what I just heard there yes yes yeah yeah Okay so uh Vamsi tell me you, you know as we're we're closing down you got to tell me a little bit about what you're into what you're working on what's next uh what and and then we'll get into how people can get a hold of you but but what are you working on right now and what are, what are you working into Absolutely so th- there are uh two things that are important for no matter where you are right now I'm yeah. I'm pointing to your audience uh whether you're in the corporate world whether you're in the business world the number one thing that we all need is better communication so me and brendan one of my business partner we are helping so many business owners business leaders to yeah. accelerate their communication shout out to brendan yes <laughs> so we created a program called communication accelerator which is again like a, it's a 12 week program you get almost like 10 years of knowledge in 12 weeks and you're not going to be the same person who is entering the program who is coming out from the program your communication is going to be completely different you get more clarity on how to communicate and what to communicate different levels of uh, uh things there that's number one that i'm helping people with number two on the mindset piece 
I created a mastermind called Beyond Mastermind. This is for ambitious leader. People Beyond who, Mastermind. Beyond Mastermind, yes. Okay. So this is this is for ambitious leaders who really wanted to create something big. And uh, that mastermind helps people to compress the time, take that bigger goal and achieve whatever that you're thinking about achieving it in the next five years, next 10 years, and put it to one year. It could be you quitting your job and becoming a full-time entrepreneur. You could be just like a scaling your business from like 100,000 to $700,000. Doesn't matter. You can do that the moment you surrender yourself for 12 months in that mastermind. So those are the programs that I, I offer and also have my one-on-one -on -one coaching practice. I only selectively pick people who are really like on a bigger mission. And Brendan is one of my clients as well. Uh, so I help him to create the business and also now we're business partners. I got a few other one-on-one -on -one clients. I work with them for entire year. Mm. So so what's the, you know, we we started off with getting clarity on your vision. What What is your your vision absolutely absolutely my my vision is like uh, did i live fully did i love what i'm doing till my last day and did i make any difference in this world did, did i leave the place better than i found it so that's that's my vision every every single day uh, learning is something non-negotiable for me never stop improving myself and start sharing what I'm learning with, the, with this world. So a lot of people, they are teachers, but uh, I, I call myself uh, is, is amplifier. I amplify what is there and show them back to them, Identif help them to identify the greatness that is sitting inside of them. Yeah. So that's, that's my, uh, the bigger vision, bigger mission. Um, yeah, I just wanted to squeeze every single thing that I have and give it back before before my last day mm -hmm. wow yeah that i i believe that's very powerful i i know for myself when i was younger i was not present to what what do i actually want my life to say mm -hmm. and as you get a little bit older especially for me having kids that that changed a lot because it started making me think further down the road and understanding that you need to look down the road to uh to figure out what you need to do now so if if people are interested in getting a hold of you in working with you what's the best way for people to to reach out absolutely uh i'm, I'm active on linkedin you can you can search by my name vamsi polymetla you can also come to my website vamsi.coach so mm -hmm. those two are uh, the best uh, best places to reach out to me also, you can uh, Google my name, Vamsi Polymetla. You don't find any other people other than <laughs> okay. <me. laughs> and and that's uh, Vamsi V A M S I and Polymetla is P O L I M E T L A. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And so if they uh, if you just look them up on LinkedIn, you'll be able to find them. We'll of course have it in the show notes. And I love this conversation because this is the Leadership to Wealth podcast, and the key is the leadership comes before the wealth and the first person that we have to lead is ourself before anyone else uh well if if you don't want to come along with you who else is going to want to come along with you right if if you can't do that so so the key is to get some clarity in life uh, build that mastermind that environment around you 
fail quickly and uh you know it's all about the who uh not the how and which we could probably talk about forever but um any any last thoughts that you want to you want to share with uh with listeners absolutely uh one last thing like a be yeah. the ceo of your life before ceo of your business yeah that is that is the most yeah. important thing a lot of people they ignore this you yeah. are the ceo of your life and be that person take control yeah. of everything yeah. what's happening should, we should have started with that <laughs> be the ceo of your of your life before your business i i love it because it it's true it's so much easier for us to just think of it in one area meanwhile all those other wheels are shaped differently and then we wonder why the that vehicle which is our life doesn't move along smoothly so yeah i love that i love that uh Bamsi, thank you so much for coming on the show today really appreciate you sharing this knowledge and people can get more from you uh, definitely in the sh in the links that we provide and uh, i really appreciate you coming on the show today absolutely all right, guys, I'm your host, Neil D'Souza, and this is the Leadership to Wealth podcast. We'll see you guys again next week. Until then, have a great day.